0: I forgot I was a censored version. What's up, everyone? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. Thank you so much for being here tonight. We are live on the E360 network being broadcast all over the world on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Facebook Live, and YouTube. What's up, everyone? So happy to see you guys. Um, We are back using StreamYard technology, so I'll be able to see everybody and have a conversation. I realized that I actually really miss you guys, (laughs) I'm so used to staring at a screen that I don't see anybody, I don't see any chat, I don't see any of that, and now that we're using StreamYard, I can see chat again and it's fun, but right now, um, I think we're live at another place too, and I'm not really sure uh, where that is, but um, we're also on the E360 page, which is kind of exciting because, well, technology's awesome. But really blessed to have you here. Thank you, Instagram TV. Thank you, podcast audience. Thank you, everyone watching. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for saying hello. Hello, Jessica. Good to see you. And uh, I think there's a little bit of delay, but this is a streaming software. What are you going to do? I mean, like everybody's on the internet right now. So if the quality is a little bit bad, please forgive me. But I'm super excited to have you guys here. If you were here last night, you know that it was awesome. We went an hour and a half yesterday, and we had a lot of fun. Um, I think the feedback was incredible. You guys were amazing. Today is the finishing touch. Um, this is part two. I Honestly, I think we could have done this in four parts, but we're going to go part two. We're going to get into it. So grateful you guys are here. Um, and again, and if you're here right now, you watched last night. If you learned something, you feel good about what you heard last night, Say what's up. Say you enjoyed it. Give me some feedback. Give me some love. Whatever you want to do. Oops. I don't want to turn that off. All right. I'm excited about this. So we're going to finish The Keys to Marriage um, by Dr. Miles Monroe. And, of course, this is Kings and Queens Volume 2. And um, I'm excited about this. I learned a lot about yesterday. Um, it's amazing how talking about the things that are going on, even talk, when we talk about the things that we struggle with, or the areas that we're weak, or the areas that we're working on, or areas that maybe we made a mistake, when we share that with other people, and I'm not telling you that you need to start a talk show and then tell the whole world stuff, but when we do communicate about the things that we struggle with, it's really, really amazing, or things that we've just overcome, really just communicating. When we communicate, it's really amazing to see how the world starts to open up all of a sudden you share something and then you have people that you didn't know, or maybe you knew that start coming. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you talked about that because I am going through the same thing. Now, how many of you have experienced that? (gasps) Hey, Veronica, good to see you. Please tell the husband I said, hello. Uh, Hey, Oh, by the way, Veronica, since I can see you guys today, Um, Why don't you guys plug your course if it's ready to plug? I want people to know about that. You guys do an amazing job. I love Veronica and her husband. They're amazing people. So you guys get to know them if you don't know already. All right, let's get in it. Keys for marriage. So when we finished off, we were talking about the men. We're beating up the men a little bit. Um, But then we started to segue into the women. So here it is. You guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready to learn about my kingdom woman. All right. Let me go this last part here. Men, as far as God is concerned, you are ready for marriage when you are able to teach your family his word. If you don't know the word, you shouldn't, you should make it a priority to study and gain knowledge of the Bible. You can't teach what you do not know. Many Christians love to hide behind God so they don't have to deal with the responsibility of a face-to-face human relationship. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. But he never said he's your excuse to avoid responsibility. Three God-given purposes of a woman are, all right, ladies, you ready for this? And it, oh, here's the thing. It's very, very important that today, that if you don't, if you don't, um, it's very important that if you don't like something I'm about to say, say it. I want your feedback in real time here. Anything you disagree with, I want to hear it. Let's have a conversation because everything, a lot of this, I'm not just teaching this. Some of this stuff I'm learning with you as we shared yesterday. So I want your feedback and I don't mind if you disagree. Don't mind if you throw this guy's crazy. doesn't matter. I want your feedback. Good, bad, whatever. Bring it. Let's go. Women. Three God-given purposes of a woman are enhancer reflector and life giver or incubator the angel said to the woman he is risen he is not here go tell his disciples mark 16 through 6 7 why didn't god give the resurrection message to men first they forgot too much and don't have the ability to incubate That's real. Hold on, they they forget too much, and they don't have the ability to incubate. So why didn't God give the resurrection message to men first? Is this a joke? He spoke to incubators who could take that message and never start talking about it. Hallelujah. Oh, okay, I get it now. (laughs) A woman is gifted with many creative abilities that can assist her loved ones, herself, and the world. Before we even get into this. Think about well women that are watching you you can agree or disagree but I think one of the most fascinating things about a, a mother or a woman's instincts is that when she becomes a mother all of a sudden she becomes counselor, psychiatrist, doctor, nurse, friend, mom, what else is there? Friend, did I say friend? What else do, what other roles does a woman have? Cook the cleaner. And I'm not saying that this is traditional roles because men step up and clean too. Like there's no such thing as that's a woman's job. This is 2020. There's no such thing as that. Like we've, we've, we've blurred those lines, but, but think about a woman's role. Like everything that she is to a child, it's pretty powerful. So I, when that says creative abilities to me, it's like, yeah, I, I, moms just pull stuff out of their every orifice to make it work. It's pretty impressive. I don't know if men have that in them, do they? I don't know. I don't have that yet. She's an entire research oh, and <laughs> here we go. She is an entire research and development department all in one. She sees possibilities and potential. Maybe that's why so many women have made bad choices dating me. She She develops ideas and programs. Just kidding, Jess. Um, She conceives and invents. She develops ideas and programs. She conceives and invents. So moms, does that hit home? Does that sound accurate? Now, would you be so bold to say that your husband's the same way? Probably not, right? Your wife is an inherent incubator. She multiplies everything she receives. You give her a smile, she'll give you her heart. Aw, this is so romantic. You give her her sperm, and she'll give you a baby. Give her a house, and she'll give you a home. Give her frustration. Give her frustration and dot, 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 exclamation point. (laughs) All hell will break loose. Hey, ladies, cover your ears really quick. I'm going to give the men a secret. Cover your ears. All right. So, men. Women. Keep your mouth, like, women, put your fingers in your ears, please. So, men. I'm going to give you a secret. Like your 50% effort looks like a hundred percent effort to a woman. You know why? Because they're used to you giving 10%. That smile that turns into, what was it, what did it say here? The smile that turns into, oh, give her a smile and she'll give you her heart. Everything is like times 20. It's like. It's like roulette with better odds. That's probably a bad example, roulette. The point is this. You men that nag about your wife or girlfriend not doing what you want or not being this or not being that, I'm telling you right now, look in the mirror, check your check your effort, check how much you're contributing because a woman from my experience, and this is being garbage, okay, in relationships, garbage, until now, and I have people that will attest to the fact that I'm not garbage anymore, but at Check Yourself Men, are you helping? Are you helping make her life easy? What's her love language? Are you contributing anything to your woman's love language? Because if you do that, it's like hitting the progressive slot. Okay? It's ding 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 ding. It's jackpot. It's a progressive jackpot when you feed your woman her love language. It's not that freaking hard. As I shared yesterday, it's so much easier if you just go into a, you, you go into a relationship where you share a love language. I know a couple people disagreed with me on that. About, well, you should stretch yourself and you know try a new love language. I don't know. Look at the divorce rate. I'm pretty confident that it comes from people not like matching up their love languages. We don't take the time to learn that. It's essential. To me, it's second or maybe even 1A of importance to sharing a vision with your partner. So men, instead of sitting around griping about what your woman's not doing, why don't you see what you can do? Because any amount of effort you put in is going to get multiplied by 10. That's the rough math, but I'm just saying. Okay, ladies, you can uncover your ears now. Husbands, pay attention. If you take a little idea and drop it into your wife's mind, you'll never get just an idea back. You'll get a detailed plan. Are all women like that? Wives, your ability to think incubate and come up with plans is su- supposed to help your husband but what are you using those abilities for if you're trying to prove to him that you're just as good as he is then you're not his helper you're his competitor how many how many of you in relationships can like you can relate to that I know I can but again when you share a vision it's a lot easier to people to fall into line into your natural, like the natural role, like this is what's comfortable for me. I, like, I want to play this role. Share, I'm, I'm telling you, sharing a vision and sharing a love language to me is like everything. I, I, just, I think that that is the secret sauce. I mean, and of course, putting God first. If your husbands do not pray, don't browbeat them by asking, why don't you ever get up and pray for me? Pray for him for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. First Corinthians seven fourteen. When your husband opens up to you, encourage him. Don't knock him down with arguments and negativity, no matter how right you think you are. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15, 1. Um, I want to go back to something really, really quick. Oh, women. That I like what that said about, you know, don't beat up your husband if they're not praying, but pray for your husband. But men, if you are, you consider yourself a godly man, if you consider yourself a Christian, if you, somebody that's a, like I personally think, regardless of your religion, you should do this. But, Men, it's your responsibility to pray with your partner. It's your responsibility to suggest it. And you know what? Admittedly, sometimes I get lazy about it. Sometimes I get in my head about it, insecurity, but it's stupid. There is nothing more powerful than a praying couple. And and it is a and, and I promise you, men, and maybe you've never prayed with your spouse before, or your the girl that you're seeing, or whatever you're into. You want to like turn on your partner, pray with her. Just saying. Praying together is supernatural. It's so powerful. And I know there's a Bible verse about two or more coming together and and, and praying. Um, It works. So I want to encourage you. Like if you haven't done it, do it. And part of putting God first in your relationship is praying together. Mom is all those things. In addition, we are protectors, teachers, Uber driver, hairdresser, makeup artist, cheerleader, sometimes an absorber of all things negative to brighten their day. Rose, that is, or is it Rose or Rose? That's good stuff. Hey, Mary, good to see you. Um, you promised you were already fixed. In our, you promised you were already fixed in our second conversation. I don't know what that means. Um, let's see who else is here. I tried to pray for them we got to keep doing it. You can't give up on praying for people like anybody. Like there's people that I still pray for. And I'm not telling you, like, I'm not lecturing you about anything here. But I'm telling you, there's people that I still pray for that will have nothing to do with me. Nothing. But I pray for them anyway. And one of the greatest habits you can do is pray for people that don't like you. Um, Let's see. Mary says, men and women don't complete each other. They complement each other. Help each other grow to be better versions of themselves. Well, we get into some of that stuff, Mary. Uh, Thank you for chiming in with that. If your husband doesn't pray, don't browbeat him by asking, why don't you ever get up and pray? Pray for him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. When your husband opens up to you, encourage him. Don't knock him down with arguments and negativity, no matter how right you think you are. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Your spouse needs to hear sweet words from you, not the person lingering by the water cooler. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Proverbs 16, 24. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Many people are running around doing work for the church while their homes are in shambles if you want your church to be effective, get your home in order first. This is, I I think about this all the time. Because here I am, you know, I'm teaching with the help of, you know, Dr. Miles Monroe or just past experiences or taking stuff from the Bible and I'm doing this program and I'm trying to help outside of one, You know, showing people that truth is powerful. But also, I mean, look, doing this gives me a a bit of authority. And I'm not saying that to brag or like, hey, look at me. I'm so cool. It's not that. I'm not saying it for that reason. However, it does make me an authority. So if I'm talking about how to have a healthy relationship or how to live your life, what's up, D? Good to see you. Um, If I'm telling you how to live your life in how to, you know, to do this and that. I'm doing all that. But at the same time, my own life is a wreck. I have no authority to be speaking on that. You can't teach what you don't know. But do you really know it if you're not applying what you're teaching? Like if I'm not following my own advice or the own guidance that I give in Gratitude Unfiltered or what we learn together, if I'm not following that or applying those things, what does it say about me? You know, and I thought about this too, like for a long time, you know, here it is, I'm turning my life around and I'm, 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 I'm getting back on my feet and all these things are happening over the last five years. But there was a gaping hole (laughs) that I can't, couldn't talk about. And that was fatherhood, you know, because my, my daughter at that time was not back in my life. And now it's like in and out and she picks and chooses and whatever, she's 20 years old and I, I don't know what else to do about that except pursue her and just kind of let her come to me at the same time. But also, if I'm not carrying over like just the way that I'm talking and teaching about things, the way I show up in relationships like am I applying what I'm talking about in relationships in dating in in work, all of that stuff so I mean it does it does matter a lot and so, Being like, so even speaking at the church and things like that, like I have no business talking about things that I haven't done myself, that I haven't applied to my own life. I have no business teaching it because I don't know it. It's kind of like somebody up there beating you over the head, being judgmental, saying you're going to hell if you do this. And then that person's doing the same thing he's telling you not to do behind the scenes. That's not cool. Anyway, he who does not love, wait, 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 wait. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Many people are running around doing work for the church while their homes are in shambles. If you want your church to be effective, get your home in order first. How you do one thing is how you do everything. He... Who does not love his brother whom he has seen how can he love god who he has not seen how do you think you're going to save the world if you don't work to save your marriage that's another thing what good was it to me to be ambitious and have these global aspirations of having an impact and being a part of a global change being an impactor all over the world what good does it do if I'm a piece of crap father and a no good boyfriend aka husband whatever. Like what get it makes everything a lie. Everything. If I'm not putting God first in one area of my life am I really doing it in the other areas? God wants to be first. Wives, don't ever get so spiritual that you stay away from home every night of the week going to prayer meetings. Though you think you're seeking the Lord's face, you will be doing the devil an opening into your home. Do not give the devil a foothold. Ephesians 4.27 Being a Christian doesn't give you a license to neglect your spouse. Your first mission field should be your husband or wife. Sometimes the way we can best love God is by finding ways to uplift and help our families. I'm going to go back and say something that I haven't said before. Um... Good to see you, my friend. Plug your uh, music if you'd like. Hold on. I'll get back to that. Adam and Eve were born. Or at first it was Adam. Adam was chilling. Adam was fine by himself. Adam didn't need anybody. And then all of a sudden, God goes, you need a woman. So created a woman. It was a man's job to lead that relationship, as we talked about yesterday. It was his job to teach her to pray. It was her his job to teach the family about God. But when man fell, and then divorce happened, and man got away from the home, so you got to understand the devil. His first plan of attack was remove men from the home. Why? Because man is supposed to be the leader of the home. And I'm not listen. When men and women are equal, so I'm not saying. By saying the man's a leader, that the woman is not important or that woman should shut up and make brownies. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's a man and woman's job. There, or they are equal, but it is a man's job to lead the home, to lead worship, to teach the children and the family about Christ. But what happens when the man leaves the home? Because a man doesn't want to accept responsibility for his children. What happens? And again, not judging because I've been that douchebag dad. I get it and I'm not proud of it at all because I can, I can give you in detail the path of destruction just from me not being there for my daughter. Didn't know about her until she was three years old. Doesn't matter. The fact is there's years that I wasn't there. Doesn't matter what the reason, doesn't matter the excuse. The fact is I wasn't there to help guide her and you know what? She's dealing with the consequences of that, and I am too, but when that man leaves the home or is not in the home, the baby's had out of wedlock or whatever it may be, the dynamics change not only for that child, but the mom. Then the mom has to step up and become daddy too. That is not a natural role. Women do it, but it's not a natural role. And that's all the devil has to do is by disrupting the home, split. Think about it. Think about how the world was. And I'm not talking about, hey, woman, you better have the brownies on the table at five o'clock or dinner or whatever. And, you know, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to womanize and all that stuff while you're at home taking care of the kids. And I'm going to be a piece of crap. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a man playing the role of a kingdom man. That man's doing what he's supposed to do. The family stays intact. Remember, I was talking about like um, kingdom principles work for Christians and non-Christians. Look at wealthy families that leave a the the wealth wealthy families that leave a legacy are families that stay together. And mind you, there's some serious drama in those homes. There's some serious like crazy stuff. There's cheating, but they stay together. And you know what? That dynamic by keeping the family together is what allows them to create a legacy. It's, it's, it's what in times like this where like, I'm sorry, but like say that just things got even crazier than they are now, which it doesn't even feel like crazy, but you know what the place to go are with the people that have families that stay together. You can't mess with a family like that. It's different. Blood is different than, than friends and everything else. So that dynamic of keeping the family together is so powerful, but it is a man's job to lead. It's a man's responsibility to keep that together and play his part because if the man doesn't play his part the right way, everything else falls apart. Everything else is a bigger struggle than it's supposed to be. That's why this kingdom stuff matters. Hello, bald-headed idiot. That's sweet of you to say, I love hecklers. Hi Aiden, that's a really pretty jumpsuit you have on. Um, thank you, chaos does happen. Hi Kimberly, good to see you, thank you. Exactly, first ministry is husband speaking my language. Hey, let's, um, let's all say hi to Aiden who thinks I'm a bald headed idiot. <laughs> I love hecklers so much. And here's the thing, because I love Jesus so much, I'm not going to pick on you and make you you crazy, but I really want to. I really want to pick pick on you and make fun of you, but that wouldn't be a real good expression of how much I love Jesus, but that is the ugliest jumpsuit I've ever seen. Anyway, okay, we were saying, it is not good that the man should be alone, the Lord said. I will make him a helper comparable to him, Genesis 2.8. The wife's first purpose is to be a companion to her husband so he won't be alone. Your wife is like a flower that adapts to the soil. You are like the soil. If you don't like what she has been manifesting, then check what you have been feeding her, nutrients or poison. Do not be deceived. God is not not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Galatians 6, 7. Let me tell you. Um again, that's what when you have that authority, when you're given that role and that responsibility of leading your family, that means you're responsible for feeding that family, not just with food, but spiritual food as well. Bre- what you think about it. What you This is the most amazing thing I think about women. Because women have this ability of loyalty that is just mind-blowing. And if you do what you're supposed to do, if you feed your, your 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 the the love, if you breathe life into her and speak life into her and build her up, instead of degrading her, it is amazing what that woman will do. And let me tell you, men, you don't want to wait till the last minute until you've just pissed her off to the point that she hates your guts, that she becomes the woman scorned, that gets it figured out. You basically, okay, men that are watching, I want to ask you something. Those of you who have been divorced or had a bad breakup or something like that, think about the time that you were like, oh, that woman, and you were complaining about your girlfriend. She didn't work out. She didn't do this. She didn't do that. And you treated her like crap. You broke up with her. You broke her heart. You divorced her. What happened right after you guys broke up? She got a gym membership, didn't she? She started working out. She started eating better. Maybe she quit smoking. She quit doing... She started doing all the things that you wanted her to do when you were together, but the way you treated her didn't motivate her to do that. In fact, it made her shut down and do the opposite. So you went around her back. You cheated on her. You found you uh, you know, a, 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 a lover, whatever it may be, or you just... To sabotage the relationship. But what happened after she did all those things, didn't she? She did it because maybe she knew in the back of her head that that was something she should do, but now she's the woman scorned, And so now she's going to be that thing that you've always wanted. And guess what? You're going to be tortured for the rest of your life because now she's everything you wanted her to be. But now she's having sex with your cousin or your brother or whoever. You get to deal with it. And that's a reality. You know why? It happens to all men. (laughs) It just does. And that is the lesson, and that is the torture that you get to live with. That is a consequence for the way you treat her. But like we talked about yesterday, if you want her to do all those things, speak life into her. Speak life. Love her. Be supportive. All the things that I had never been in my life, be that. And guess what? You will have the woman of your dreams. Because the woman of your dreams, I promise you, men, or whatever you're into, the woman of your dreams is not something you pull out of a magazine. It's not something you see on Pornhub. It's not. It's the exact opposite. Anyway, now I hate my cousin. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, we are nurturers by nature. Love us, choose us, cherish us, and we will love you like no other. I know. Women have this amazing thing at love. It's so great. Think about it. Women love you and your your big hairy back. They don't care about your funky toes. They don't do any of that. If you love them, it's amazing. Oh, <laughs> I wish I found you earlier. Keep it. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Yes, Mary says, simple respect. Where's that guy that was making fun of me called me the bald-headed idiot? I can't get over this guy. Like, I just want to pick on him. Like, he's can't. Oh, Kimberly, you know him? (laughs) Why is he calling me a bald-headed idiot? Will you tell me that if he's your friend? Um, The husband is the greenhouse for the flower you found. Kimberly, that is absolutely beautiful. What's up, my man? Good to see you, Steven. I really do miss the comment section talking to you guys. It's so much fun. It's way more fun than the other way. Too bad the camera quality is not as good on this software, but StreamYard will fix that, I bet. Okay, your wife is like a flower that adapts to the soil. You are like the soil. If you don't like what she has been manifesting, then check what you've been feeding her, nutrients or poison. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. God created your wife... To function on love and if you were not giving your love to her then you were causing her to malfunction God created your wife to function on love and if you're not giving your Wow that's freaking heavy God created your wife to function on love and if you were not giving your love to her, then you were causing her to malfunction. There's nothing more frightening. I don't care. It, you could put me in a room full of jihad, people that want to execute me. I'd rather be in that room than a woman that is malfunctioning. The woman is the glory of the man. 1 Corinthians 11, 7. Your wife has made, wait, your wife was made to be your glory and expose what you were like. I got to start over. The woman is the glory of the man. First Corinthians 11, seven. Your wife was made to be your glory and expose what you were like. When she's happy, that's to your credit. If she's always depressed, withdrawn, sad, or grouchy, that tells me a lot about you too. She is simply manifesting your glory. Wow. You know what? The only evidence I know need to prove that that's true is my history of failed relationships. That's what I got. But looking at my current situation, <laughs> looks a lot different. Thank God. God designed you to cultivate your wife like a beautiful tree. If your tree is wilted after a few years, then it isn't her fault. If you've been married for five years or more and she still hasn't blossomed, then you have a poor track record, brother. A female was created to incubate everything she receives to reproduce after its kind. Sow bitterness into her, and that's what you're going to reap. Sow love into her, and you'll reap fruit you'll want to keep. Hey, that's why I like Jessica so much. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be bitter toward them. Colossians 3.19 Over and over, the Bible commands the husband to love the wife. Why? Because he's a giver. She's a receiver. And when he gives love to her, she comes alive. That is true. Women in, Seeing a woman in love is really, it, 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 it's a special event. It's a special event. Never really cared about things like that until recently. But, yeah, this makes sense. <sighs> Though your husband may not be able to provide you with a castle right away, you should take whatever he provides for you and give life to it, paint it, color to it, or add color to it, place flowers in it. God blessed you with the ability to make that house a home. (laughs) That is really true. If your husband doesn't know what to do or how to do it, you need to help him. Help him by pushing him into his position, not by taking it away from him. Never emasculate your men. Ladies, did you hear it? Don't, oh, I still have that screen up, Stephen. I'm sorry. Let me take you down. I know you, Joshua. A woman doesn't accept you for who you are. There's a problem. We wouldn't have to change. We shouldn't have to change to earn their love. No, but you know what? Men get to be honest about who they are. I want this framed and hung on my house for you to read it every day. <laughs> Mr. Curtis, good to see you, my man. God bless you. Uh, you. This is heavy. Your wife is a reflection of the environment that you put her in. I'm telling you, I do love all. I do love you, women. It's not too bad, Stephen. Thank you. It could be better. Um, you're malfunctioning. You're not malfunctioning. <laughs> I love the comments. You guys are the best. Um, Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Men, remember, women have different brains. Men, different brains. Sometimes they're not even on the same equator. (laughs) That didn't make sense. Whatever. Longitude, latitude, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, like, women, here's the thing. Men sometimes are just clueless. And women, I mean, men really do want to make you happy, but sometimes they don't know how. That's why I stress the importance of, you know, the the shared love language, because it comes easier for you men, and maybe it's lazy for me to tell you men to find a woman that has a love language like yours, because it's easier for you, cheat code, but here's the thing, they want to make you happy, okay, because a lot of them want the nookie, they want a happy home, whatever it may be, they want dinner, I don't know, they want you to rub their feet, shave their back hair, wax it, I don't know, that's what they want, okay, so they want to make you happy, so if they don't know how to clean the right way, because you know, we don't, men are not the, we pee on the toilet, okay, it happens, and we don't always clean it up afterwards. So if you want your man and he's wanting, trying to help you around the house, listen, you can't begrade him because he sucks at cleaning. Maybe he just doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know how to meet your expectations. So if you lovingly go, hey, honey, um, you, <laughs> you clean like a uh, drunk third grader. Um, <clears throat> So can I can I show you a little trick? It'll really, really help. And it would mean a lot to me. You say that to your man, guess what? He'll probably put on a thong and clean the house for you. You may not want to see your man in a thong cleaning the house for you, but the fact is this. He will jump through hoops. Like, encouraging, especially if you want something from him. <laughs> yes, we talked about that yesterday, Stephen. Men are from men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Love is little things you do for love, not the big things, because the little things are harder to do. Man, Rod, that's wisdom, brother you know what, Trish, you are going to find a good man because you're a good woman. You know that? That's going to happen. <clears throat> she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Proverbs thirty-one, twelve. Wives, you must always ask before you act, will this do him good? A good wife will help her husband become all he's supposed to be. Again, shared vision, shared vision. Because when you share a vision, men, you're you're driven to be the the you know the provider. You're willing to go conquer the world. You don't need a woman holding you back. You don't need a woman going now. Nah, why are you working right now? Quit that. You don't need a woman. You're not home at five o'clock, especially if you're driven. No. But man, if you remember, you water your woman. She's going to be that support that you want. A good wife will help her husband become all he's supposed to be. And men, when your wife goes, "Hey, you know, maybe we should trim up your neck hair," or like, "Maybe we should get the hair out of your ears," or "Maybe you should tuck your shirt in," or "Maybe you should iron your underwear," whatever crazy idea women have, look, the thing is, when you when you trust your woman, you just kind of don't care. Like if she goes, hey, you probably should not wear socks with your sandals because that's a little weird. You should probably listen to her because you know what? If you take a a, a good woman, your queen is going to like want you to be the best you can be and be all you're supposed to be. A good woman doesn't look down on a man because he can't read the Bible as well as she can. I can barely read even if he reads slowly and mispronounces his words, which we do every day on the show, she doesn't feel insistent to correct him, but keeps his dignity intact. Us men, I know that we can go caveman, and we can beat the crap out of something. We can knock down walls. Some of us can change tires. Not all of us. Or change the oil. Not all of us. But we're cavemen. We're big. <laughs> we on stick, right? But you know what? We're also a bunch of sensitive boobs. Our egos get bruised easily. We have a lot of pride. So, got to be careful about how you do that because you can really, really hurt your man. Just saying. Even if you read... Okay, we got that part. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Proverbs 31, 26. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Proverbs 31, 28. Proverbs 31 woman, look it up. Husband, you ought to always praise your wife. You look pretty. Your butt looks good in those jeans. Um, I really appreciate it. You look so beautiful when you cook dinner. You look so beautiful when you're digging weeds. You look so beautiful when you change the diapers. Whatever. Compliment her. Lift her up. Speak well of her. Esteem her highly. Lift her up with your words. Brag about her. Magnify the little things she does by making them bigger than life. Here's the thing. Some of you men are always looking for the big thing, but it's really the little things that keep you, keep you to keep it together. I'm going to give you an example. So I've had two back surgeries, right? So I'm a big guy. I'm big, strong. I got big muscles. I'm not saying this to brag, but do you know what? My minor muscles, the ones that supported my spine, they, they were weak. They sucked. It was horrible. Discs were constantly slipping out of my back, all kinds of problems. Back back problems into my football career. Back problems basically made my life hell most of my life. I've had two back surgeries. I think I said that. The point is this I wasn't strong. Like the big muscles were great, but the things that keep you stable, the things that keep you the, 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 the keep the foundation strong. It's when the tiny support muscles that wrap around your spine, wrap around your your ligaments and things like that, it's that's what makes you strong. It's that what gives you endurance. It's that what gives you stability. It's the same thing goes with a woman. Pay attention. Be aware. Be present. Because when you're present, you're going to notice the little things that she does. And the little things will make you fall in love more than those big things. Because the, the fact is this. I don't care if, if somebody shows up at your house with a brand new car. I don't care what kind of car it is. That that excitement's going to wear off after a week. I don't care if it's a Lamborghini. And I don't care if it's a Pinto. The fact that somebody gifted you a car, that excitement is going to wear off eventually. So the big things that we're always looking for, like she doesn't. Shoot, never mind, I'm like, whew, I almost went completely shock jock on everybody. Um, whew, forgive me for that. Um, the little things. The little things are what keep you stable. The little things are what builds the foundation, not the big things. Plus the little things are easier to do and they're more consistent. You don't flower, you don't like, you know, torrential downpour monsoon the the flower, right? A little bit at a time. (laughs) Anyway, husbands, the words you speak to your wife will affect her emotionally. Wives, the words you speak to your husband provide him with information. (laughs) Your husband is not looking for emotions. When you want to talk to him, you will have to tell him what you think first before you express what you feel. That's powerful. Um, listen, the words you speak will affect her emotionally. I hope they get into something about, you know, communication and giving honest feedback because this is where men get trapped. And I don't know how many of you will agree, but one of the things that I got to keep doing this, get the screen off. Um, a lot of times, this is what I mess up with the chat because I keep changing screens and I leave someone's comment on there too long. And anyway, happy to have you here. Good to see you, uh, Sharen. Thank you for being here. Kay, good to see you. Love is priceless and worth more than millions of cars. That's true. Okay. Um, so one of the traps that men get into in relationships is that <clears throat> they fear being honest. Because they fear the consequences because they don't want to upset you. As we talked about before, they don't, no man wants to disappoint you or upset you or hurt your feelings. So there's got to be, and I hope this goes into it and surely it will. But like, honestly, like outside of just being insecure boobs, men are afraid to be honest sometimes because they're afraid of the backlash. And there is a lot of backlash sometimes. And this issue comes up with a lot of different things like I didn't take out the trash or you know you asked me to throw away the candy wrapper but I stuffed it in the couch or you you know like you 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 asked me to sweep but I swept it under the rug or maybe you want your toes licked but you're afraid to say it whatever point is men are scared to be honest with women and that's got to change but if we're being emotional about everything, we have to look at our emotional intelligence and emotional maturity, and maybe that's lacking. Just saying, what your wife is thinking is often different from what she's feeling and saying. You need to be patient and work through her emotions to find out what is truly on her mind. Oof. I should say that again. What your wife is thinking is often different from what she is feeling and saying. You need to be patient and work through her emotions to find out what is truly on her mind. Patient, (laughs) which men aren't. Boy, how about life just being full of paradoxes? It's like do the opposite of what you think is right. (laughs) Like if you think that's the thing to do, do the opposite. But we're not. We're not naturally patient, but patience is a fruit of the spirit. So you need to be patient and work through her emotions to find out what is truly on her mind. Many men have great difficulty verbalizing their emotions, especially when they are hurting, depressed, or sad. A wife needs to create an environment that will enable her husband to be free enough to tell her what he is feeling, not cultivate an environment so negative that he won't ever risk revealing himself. I'm going to go extremely negative for a second like yeah this would be a negative like I think this is okay to do um wait many men have great difficulty verbalizing their emotions especially when they are hurting depressed or sad a wife needs to create an environment that will enable her husband to be free enough to tell her what he is feeling not cultivate an environment so negative that he won't ever risk revealing himself. Men want to reveal themselves. People that keep secrets and live a double life don't really want to do it. You know why I know? Because I did it. My double life had a double life. If you can imagine the confusion, I had a regular life, then I had a double life, and that double life had a double life. Yeah, it was wicked. So the point is, I wanted people to know. My double life and the people that I was like, when I'd go in the shadows and do all my sex and drugs and all that stuff, I wanted to talk about what was going on with me. I wanted to talk about the confusion. I wanted to talk about the struggle that I was having. I wanted to. I needed to. Because no one needs and wants to keep secrets it does it, it it is toxic it's poison it feels like poison no one wants to do it so ladies your man really does want to talk to you and another thing too and i'm gonna make a lot of men mad on this <clears throat> do i want to do this yeah i'm not gonna do it what do i care I don't have secrets anyway. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. You, women, if your husband is not paying attention to you, or your man is not paying attention to you, he's distracted with something. Okay. Let's just start there. We don't need to go into things like, oh, they're living a double life, or they're cheating, or they're doing this or doing that. Women have really good intuition. And women, not enough of you trust your intuition you should trust your intuition. It's right. Now, where your intuition gets a little screwy is if you've been in a relationship with a narcissist and they basically made you crazy to confuse you, the slide of hand trick, what's above is really below and like all that. There's like a slide. Narcissists have a great way of messing you up. They just do. It's, but if you're in a relationship and you don't feel like the person you're with is a narcissist, and if you're with a narcissist, run now. They have a lot of work to do before they are ready for anyone in society. But if you do, you're in the early parts of a relationship, okay? And this is going to be harder for some of you that, hard, harder for some of you that have been in relationships for a long time, but this is what you need to know. Ladies, if you suspect something or you feel something's off. The most loving thing in the world that you can do, honey, Joe Bob, whatever the partner's name is, Billy Joe, Sue, Tommy boy, whatever. Hey, Tommy, um, I just want you to know I really care about you. And I've noticed that, you know, you've been a little bit off and that's okay. You know, I know you have a lot going on, but I just want you to know that I care about you. And I'm here for you. Like, there's nothing that you can tell me that's going to make me turn my back on you. I may not like what you have to tell me, but I will not turn my back on you. I will stand by you. And whatever's going on, we will get through it together. Listen, he may not go, okay, this is what's going on. Ah!" He may not do that right away. But if you're consistent with that, I promise you, his wall, (laughs) because it's in his heart to not keep secrets. I don't care how black his heart is. I had the blackest heart you can imagine. I still want to, I need, I not wanted, I needed to talk about what was going on with me. And when a man knows he is safe with you, woman, there's nothing he won't do for you especially if you've dated or you're dating or you're with somebody that has a past like mine. Like you, you know, you, a lot of women think you can fix men. You can't, but a lot of you think like you see these projects like, well, I can love him enough. Okay. You, you need to know going into this that you're setting yourself up for a lot of work, but it's going to require patience It's going to require you being willing to understand and also being tolerant to the fact that he's going to make some mistakes because he didn't know. I'm very fortunate in my situation because I think I'm like in eighth grade, maybe ninth grade now when it comes to relationship maturity, which is really good because just a year ago I was like age four. So like I'm, I'm working my way up, not all the way where I want to be yet, but I'm getting closer. But it requires patience and it requires understanding. It requires a willingness to be able to work through and communicate through things. But women, a man doesn't know that being vulnerable is good. He doesn't know that he can be safe. You create that safe place, you will have a partner for life. You will get what you so badly desire from a man. Just saying. So many men have a great difficulty verbalizing their emotions, especially when they are hurting, depressed, or sad. A wife needs to create an environment that will enable her husband to be free enough to tell her what he is feeling, not cultivate an environment so negative he won't ever risk revealing himself. They want to reveal themselves. You get a man to talk and open up, oh my God, he'll be afraid to go anywhere else. And if you don't think I'm serious, try me. Try me. I stayed in the most abusive, toxic, awful relationship you can imagine because I had opened up and shared my heart with her. I felt safe, even when she made me feel like crap. The way my brain worked, she was the only one that could love and nurse me back to health. But that's what being able to expose myself, so to speak, share my heart, get all the secrets out and share that with somebody, that bond that was created was so strong that it withstood hurricane-like violence. So I'm not condoning that relationship, but what I'm saying is you set the path, you set the foundation, you set the table for open communication and a safe place You're gonna have yourself a man, but the minute he tries to take advantage of it, you kick him in the nuts, metaphorically speaking. Women, remember that when your husband is talking, he's not telling you what he's feeling. He's telling you what he's thinking. Therefore, don't draw any conclusions without first discovering what he's feeling behind his thinking. I got to think out loud all the time. And Aaron, if you're watching, we're going late. Okay. Sometimes you got to think out loud. Sometimes the first thought's not the real one. So yeah, patience helps here. Conversing attentively with your wife's, conversing attentively with your wife's, with your wife fulfills a need within her. Listen to her and show interest in what she's saying. I know I'm getting better at that, but I'm not perfect at it, and it makes a difference. Something else, men. I'm going to throw this out there. Some of the men cook, but I learned something that was pretty cool. I didn't know this, but I guess if your woman is somebody that cooks, and you go hang out with her, or help her when she's cooking, it means a lot. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but it seems to matter. It's worth trying. Conversing attentively with your wife fulfills a need within her. Listen to her and show interest in what she's saying. Never think by fulfilling a want you are satisfying a need. A mink coat may be something your wife wants, but it doesn't meet her need. She needs you to talk to her and tell you she's somebody important, special. Unique and everything you've dreamed of. Men, take care of your wives. Caring means that you go out of your way to make sure that she has everything she needs. Needs, needs, not wants. Caring means that you leave everything you're doing just to make sure she's okay. Anticipate her need and meet it. That is love. I think that's pretty special. May you ever be captivated by her love. Proverbs 5:19. Husband, husband being captivated by your wife's love is a decision you must make. Allow your wife's to lo- allow your wife's love to enthrall you. Wife, delight completely in your husband's love. The male by virtue of his purpose has a teaching capacity. The worst thing to do to a teacher is to make him believe he doesn't know anything. When you start making the teacher feel like he has nothing to offer, you're threatening his very nature. The best thing you can do for a man is to keep saying, tell me more. Even if it seems like foolishness, ask him about it. Encourage him to talk and share his thoughts by listening to what he's saying. Hmm. You are not the way you are because you were married. You were married the way that you are. Any man who goes outside of his marriage to find the woman he wants is an infidel and an idiot. He will perish from lacking the knowledge that God created him to cultivate his wife into becoming all she can be and all he'll ever desire. That's a man's job. Never underestimate the value of being supportive of each other's goals, aspirations, and dreams. That's both of you. That's both, man and woman. They provide the wings for your spouse to soar like an eagle and truly they provide the wings for your spouse to soar like an eagle and truly accomplish all things. One of the most ridiculous and dangerous things to tell your husband is, why don't you be like so and so? Every man is his own being, and he has his own image of himself. Your job is to be supportive supportive of him and not the clone you think he should be. That is a bad one. Like, seriously, ladies, don't ever, why don't you be more like Bob? He's, he's at home at five o'clock and he lives, the- no, don't you. Because you know what that's like saying to a man? Uh, I wish your penis was bigger. Just saying, that's what it is. Anytime you're in a relationship with a man and you say, why don't you be more like so-and-so, you're basically saying your penis is small and I want somebody else. It's the same thing. I hope, and here's the thing. I'm only saying this and repeating it because I know you women do it. Not all of you, but you do. That is, you. okay. I think I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. So you're in marriage, right? You ever wonder like sometimes why your man doesn't want you anymore? Well, sometimes it's him, but the way that you talk to him matters because if you're comparing him or saying, why don't you be like so-and-so that's going to show up when you're having sex or the attempt to have sex when it goes all wrong, it shows up in a way that's not good because if a man gets in his head about something like that, you've lost him. Like getting him back is tough. Hey, Nick Harris is here. How about, wait, what what does this say? How, how about, how about to impress you woman, your wife? Are you at, hey, John, are you asking how to impress your wife? Because I don't know the answer to that. Maybe you need to do a night every week dedicated to this stuff. (laughs) See, thank you, Nick Harris. Good to see you, my man. Always good to see Nick Harris here. Um, Well, we're going to do part three of this because this is actually way longer than I thought, but I want to do all of it. Why don't you be like so-and-so? every man is his own being and he has his own image of himself your job is to be supportive of him not the clone you think he should be when you tell your husband that you don't need him you are doing more than just wounding his feelings you are killing the very heart of his nature he was designed to sustain and provide for you it's the essence of his manhood Sometimes we got to keep that manhood in check too, because sometimes our manhood can go to the ego and then it's like we're just conquering everything. Yeah, there is is a balance there. The husband is designed to fulfill his purpose. His purpose determines his nature. His nature determines his needs. If you want your husband to function effectively, then discover and learn to fulfill his needs. Don't give your your spouse what you need. You both have totally opposite needs and will only frustrate each other by assuming the other should be satisfied with what satisfies you. And that's even if you could share the same love language, by the way. Husbands and wives must work together to address one another's needs. Jesus' great example it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's vital. That's Acts 20:35. As you give and meet the needs of others, you will be blessed. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. Mark 11:25. Forgive and continually keep on forgiving. Unforgiveness not only can kill your marriage but its stench can also cause your spiritual relationship with God to rot and die. That speaks for itself. It doesn't matter how serious you are about God. This is true. Pay attention, godly men And, and, and women. It doesn't matter how serious you are about God, how much you speak in tongues or how much scripture you have memorized. God's reception of your worship, whether it is in giving praise, administering the kingdom of God or operating in ministry gifts is contingent upon your relationships with other people, especially your spouse. We can talk about the kingdom of God bringing heaven to earth, spiritual fruits and all that stuff. But you're never going to have healthy fruit if you have unforgiveness in your heart, if you have resentment in your heart, bitterness, lack of forgiveness, any of that, you'll never have good fruit. Because think of unforgiveness, anger, rage, greed, resentment, jealousy, think about all that is black paint on your beating heart. In your heart, if your heart's not right, nothing's right. You manifestors out there, You don't manifest in your brain. You manifest in your heart. Call your wife every day and check to make sure everything is okay. Some men check on the sports scores or the Dow Jones average more than they check on their wives. They have the right spirit, but the wrong target. It is shameful when men continually distance themselves from their wives and interrupt their help and reaching out as being distrustful or a nuisance. Such men are ignorant of both their wives' purpose and their own needs. So this is, I really, I like this um, a lot. Yeah, Sharon says, bad seeds equals bad harvest. Molly Trotter, Kingdom Queens. Please plug your um, your show, Molly. You do a fantastic job. His nature determines his needs. (laughs) Uh-huh. Thank you, Molly. Um, Let's see. Where'd you go? I've missed so much. I'll watch the beginning later tonight. However, I'll continue to listen now. Good to see you, Julie. Julie, I thank you for your wisdom. Uh, You always drop knowledge, and I'm really, really appreciative of that. So what was I saying? Um, Oh. I don't know. So men that are really, really ambitious, or even women too, because like Molly, Molly's a world changer. Molly's going to be somebody that speaks on stages all over the world. Like her and her future husband, like they've got—I love them to death. Like they—they have the best. Yeah, they're terrific. Anyway, um, and they're—they're they're like leaders. Like they're—they're—they're. They're, they're, Molly was a leader on her own, but like as a couple, they're powerful. But one of the things that I've noticed is like with these power couples <clears throat> or people that are on stage and they travel and they're world changers. One of the things that I heard from Miles Monroe, and this is always in my heart's desire of something I wanted, um, but it became more and more clear the closer to God I got, the more kingdom life that I was following. But <clears throat> I don't want to have, I don't want to be in a marriage that my wife is not with me when I travel. That's for safety. That's for protection. It's because men are dumb sometimes, you know? Like, it's it's a little bit of everything, but like, I would think that a kingdom relationship requires the family to stay put no matter where you're at and mind you, I know there's some times you can't help, but like ideally for me, I want my queen with me wherever I go because I I don't want to be known without that. Like mind you gratitude and filtered things I do individually, but like I want to go somewhere. Like if I, when I'm in Paris or Sydney, Australia, And I'm taking pictures and doing all that stuff. I want people to go, where's your wife? I'm like, oh, she's powdering her nose. Like, I don't want her to not be there is the point. Yes. I love your king too. (laughs) Okay. So by the way, you guys could check this out. Uh, Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific. You guys check out their show. So it's missed it, but put a reminder in. You guys want to watch that. It's amazing stuff. Yeah, you do. You're offered tremendous value, Julie. So you guys all all network. So here's the thing. Now that I'm in control of comments, now you're all at my mercy. (laughs) So when you comment, I'm going to start calling you out and telling you guys to network because that person is somebody you should network with. Molly, someone you should. Nick Harris, same way. Jessica, too. Julie, I've already said you. Anyway, you guys get the point. Okay, here we go. And we're almost done because we're going to do a part three, which I'm sure some of you are so upset about that. It is shameful when men continually distance themselves from their wives and interpret their help in reaching out as being distrustful or a nuisance. Such men are ignorant of both their wives' purpose and their own needs. If your wife asks, where are you going? What are you doing? Why did you take so long? Those were all honest questions to ask me back in the day because I would disappear. She isn't being nosy. She is the way she is because of why she is. What could be so secretive that your helper cannot help you with it? Think about that. i, I That's something I've got to like, I wish I had a mirror right now because that's important. Because you know what? Anytime my ex-wives would call me, like, I, I was like, ugh. <clears throat> Ugh. Ugh. I'm in the middle of something. And what I was in the middle of probably wasn't that important. Not, ha- not more important than ha- keeping a happy home. If your wife can't help you, she'll find something else to help. Ever wonder why the church is filled with so many women? Their, her- their husbands don't have a vision for their homes. Therefore, the woman go to the churches and help the ministers fulfill their visions. And then, of course, that's when your woman starts banging the pastor, and then then you got a scandal. So, you know what? Men, make your home. (laughs) Keep it happy. A lot of women are filled with bitterness that their husband. Wait, a lot of women are filled with their bitterness their husbands have been pouring into them over the years. Guilty... Unless their husbands repent and shower them with an abundance of love to wash away such poison, they'll reap what they have sown. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Colossians three, nineteen. What season is your wife in? When it's summer, the sun is at high noon and hot. When autumn comes, things have cooled a bit. When it's winter, you're out in the cold but suddenly spring comes and everything starts growing again. Now you need to understand that sometimes you may be ready, but it's a winter time for your wife. It's valuable information. Hmm. Have you ever thought about why a man spends hours involved in a sport? He must be fulfilling some need through it. Instead of fighting against what he finds fulfillment in, You should find out what he's interested in, in, and if possible, become a part of it. So I like that. Um, Look, I really believe it's good to have time alone and it's good to kind of have your thing. Like, I love watching uh, my mom and Robbie. Like, they do their own thing, but like when they come together, it's like they have attention. It, it's cool to watch. It's a cool friendship. It's cool, you know, it's, it's sweet and all that. It's a great example for someone like me. And I, like, I, I love that. But it's good to have something, but share something in common. Like if you have a hobby or sport, teach. Like teach the person. Because you know what? They may like it. They may discover that they like a new hobby, like painting or whatever, or painting their toenails. I don't know. Like whatever it may be. But women, men, like show an interest in what your partner does and try to get involved. And if it's just not for you, then, hey, you know what? That's okay. But it's worth trying. It really is worth trying. Because if you're always looking outside of your relationship for entertainment, what are you going to do when the next virus hits and you're stuck inside for three months? I would think it's better to start investing and doing that now. Just saying. Wives, bless your husbands by getting involved in their recreational activities. If he likes to play tennis, learn how to play tennis. If you, of course, I would know some people that brought up golf They may have a different opinion. <laughs> if he likes football, learn how to throw and catch the ball. Play his game and you'll win your game. Oh, and by the way, there is nothing sexier than a woman... Trying to throw, like if say if football is your thing, and like she wants like your woman genuinely wants to learn how to throw a football, take the time to teach her. It's like an investment into like some kind of future foreplay. You never know. Just saying. Like it some of this stuff is kind of fun. You know, teaching your woman how to play golf, teaching her how to swing. You know what I mean? Like, come on, come on, use your brain, boys. Like, it can be fun can be fun to take the time to teach. Don't get caught up in the fact that she whiffs and doesn't hit the ball. Enjoy the intimacy and the practice. It's not really about the outcome. It's about in the moment what you're doing together. Okay. I'm going to end after the verse. Okay. When a woman asks you to hold her, men, she doesn't want to go to bed. She wants affection. So wait a second. So like, sometimes you just want to be held. Just kidding. I know that that's the thing. Now, if you hold her long enough, you may just get rewarded. Hubba hubba. A lot of women get sex over with quickly because no affection was involved. The spit on it method. Oof. <clears throat> they feel as if their husbands have used them like a piece of meat. I say to you men, may that never be so among us. I wish I could share this example, but it is so filthy that there is no way. It's an example from my former life. <laughs> I really want to use this example, but I can't. It's so bad. But men's idea, oh, we're such cavemen sometimes. Men, pay attention. Affection and sex are not the same. If you're not sure how to be affectionate, ask your wife. You will be amazed by her responses. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as the lord does the church all right wow wait what does this mean no don't julie i don't know what that means sailing (laughs) showing interest shows you care and you value them yes absolutely okay so we're going to start that stop there um this has been This was a little naughtier than I thought it was going to be, uh, but it was fun. Thank you guys for being here. Um, if you enjoyed this broadcast, please, for the love of God, share it with somebody. Uh, please subscribe, follow, share, like, subscribe where possible, whatever network you're watching on right now. And of course, I want to give a thank you to I Am Conchita Cosmetics. That is E Y E A M C O N C H I T A dot com. Use promo code welcome10 to save 10% on the new globally patented lash app and curl that allows you to apply fake lashes in five seconds or less. God bless you guys. Thank you for being here and uh, see you tomorrow. By the way, part three of this. There's going to be a volume three. Todd, good to see you, man. God bless you. All right. Peace out, guys. Bye.